around here? Well, where do you think I'm from? The lake? No, you aren't the type. Leanne, what type is that? You know, sea monster. I didn't know monsters had types. Do you think it's easy being a monster? Pockets up a beer or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him, What you got? He said, I'll start off with some talking and some moody clips of popcorn, fighting fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on, contests, and of course, you know it's all about games. I said, Slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today is a mostly spoiler-free review of the slasher movie, Edge of the Axe. If you're not interested in this, then skip this episode and come back to another, come back next time when I'm talking about RPGs and other things again. But in this movie, I mean, like I say, it's mostly spoiler-free. It's mostly tame. I don't think there's anything too crazy in this, but because of the it's a slasher movie I'm talking about. You might want to watch who you listen to this episode around. Uh, I do include some sound clips and whatnot. So, with that said, let's get on with the review. Before I launch into this, let me correct one thing I say. I, I refer to a Spanish director as Jesus Franco. Going back now, I see everybody just says Jess Franco. Even when they... I, I mean, I've watched his movies. I've never watched interviews about him. So... You know, when it says Jesus, I assume that's what his name, what everybody called him. But apparently, everybody just calls him Jess Franco. So there you go. I obviously lost a little bit of nerd cred there, but I wanted to say that before I get a bunch of phone calls correcting me. So with that apology out of the way, exploitation movie time. So I want to talk about the 1988 Spanish American feature, Edge of the Axe. And this movie is filmed in California, around Bear Lake. It's an interesting little slasher movie, kind of at the end of that era. It doesn't do anything super duper well. And it's got some spots in there that are really bad. But it's an interesting movie. About the only actor you're going to recognize, probably, unless you're really into Euro horror movies of the 70s, 80s, and Euro slashers and whatnot, the only person you're probably going to recognize is Jack Taylor. Now, Jack Taylor, you're saying, who's this? I don't know any Jack Taylor. Yes, you do. You've seen Jack Taylor in Conan the Barbarian. In Conan the Barbarian, Jack Taylor was the priest that Conan tells he's shy of his body, and then he knocks him out or kills him and takes his priest robes. That's Jack Taylor. And he's in a ton of genre movies. You probably, if you've seen Roman Plansky's The Ninth Gate, he's in that. He's in, he's just in a ton of movies. Um, if you like exploitation movies, of course, you've seen him in a ton of things. John, um, from, you know, John Allen Large, The Red Dice Diaries. You have seen him in The Ghost Galleon, the, or the Blind Dead series. If you watch all the Blind Dead movies, he's in that third one that's kind of slow with where they're on the ship. He's in that movie. 
he did a lot of movies with Paul Nashy and with um, Jesus Franco. And if you know those names, you know the kind of movies I'm talking about. If you don't know those names, they did a lot of exploitation movies over in Europe. So, but yeah, so this is a movie you're probably not going to recognize anybody from except Jack Taylor. And he doesn't have a huge part in the movie as far as screen time. The lead actress in this movie, Christina Marie Lane, is actually only in two movies. And it's kind of a shame because she's sort of adorable in this movie. She um, does a decent job acting. She, in fact, she may be the best actor in the movie or one of the best actors of the movie. Her and Fred Holliday, who played the sheriff. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a shame her movie career didn't go anywhere because she's not, not horrible. But pretty much everybody else you're not going to recognize. They're kind of forgettable. But it's an interesting movie. So we've got... The, the cool thing about this movie is it has a ton of red herrings. They have all kinds of false leads. They've got at least one, two, three, four, five. There's at least five, if not more, red herrings of potential suspects as the movie goes on. Which is good because they don't reveal... Actually, I, I, I'm not going to give the ending away, but the you know who the killer is goes to the very end of the movie. These red herrings play out through to the end of the movie, so it's act that part of the movie is really well done. The killer is scary enough. He's wearing a kind of a um, not spandex, but like a latex mask. I guess it's kind of like the mask, the Will Shatner mask that Jason wears in Friday Thirteenth, the painted white. But it only has eye holes. There's no nose or mouth hole or anything. It, it's just two eye holes. And and, he, and the killer looks menacing enough. And he chops people up with an axe. And, and they do a... Actually, the chopping people up with an axe is fairly realistic. Because, you, you know, it's not like pieces where, you, you know, the chainsaws... You know, chainsaw off a limb and it flies across the room and stuff. It's, it's actually, you know, pretty brutal, the axe killings in this movie. Um, there are a couple of animals killed in this movie, so if you don't, you can't stand animal deaths. None of the animal deaths are shown on scene, but the result of the animals dying is shown on scene. I don't think any, any animals were harmed in the making of the movie, but, you, you know, just if, if that's a bugaboo for you, then, you, you know, be aware of that. Th this movie also has early use of computers, so they've got computers and they do some direct messaging back and forth, and so you get to see that silly way that movies showed computers back in the 80s. We, we get to see that in this movie, kind of like um, War Games, if, if you remember War Games with Matthew Broderick. Um, yeah, overall, the other thing I like about this movie is that the some of the, f the female protagonists, or victims, I guess, because they're the, the ones protagonists, I guess, but anyway... So some of the women that are being stalked by this slasher killer actually act rationally. So the one lady, knowing that he's in, finding out that he's in the house, goes to the phone. The phone's dead. She immediately goes to her shotgun. Right? How often do you see a, a character in one of these movies immediately go to their gun? So good for her. Another one immediately grabs an axe and goes to lock the doors. Or grab, you know, grabs a handy axe in the house and goes to lock the doors. So, you know, two times in this movie, we have a female, you know, what ends up 
being a, you know, somebody targeted by the killer, grabbing a weapon and, and doing rational things. You don't often see that in slasher movies. So that's kind of cool. The, but I do have some sound clips for you because it's kind of funny. One of the, I'll ruin one of the setups they do in the movie for you. I'm not going to ruin any other ones. You can find this movie on YouTube if you look for it, Edge of the Axe. It's also just been released on Blu-ray last year. I've got the Blu-ray of it. Uh, but the sheriff in this, played by Frank Fred Holiday, comes across really as a, you, you, you know, it's funny because initially he comes across, he doesn't want anything to do with these crimes and he wants to cover them up. It's not that he doesn't want anything to do with them. He doesn't want the fact that killings are happening in his town to besmirch his rep, reputation. So he here's a sound clip of when one of the victims is found and him talking to the court coroner. You know, Doc, this is the first suicide in this town since I made chief. I kind of hate to put that in the report, you know what I mean? It was a suicide, right? I don't know. Could be. What do you mean, could be? Let's wait for the report from the medical lab. Now, hold on, Doc. Now, look, Paddock has always been a quiet little town, except for a couple of fights now and then, and a couple of bikers making noise, right, Sam? Yeah, boss. Now, let's all respect Maria's desire discreetly, and let's not talk about this anymore. Doc, don't go looking for trouble. You just sew her up and put her in the ground, okay? So there you heard the sheriff kind of bullying the coroner. You know, it's just a suicide. Don't, don't go looking for anything else. So in one part of the movie, well, I'll play this other clip where somebody comes to the sheriff trying to get him to intervene because the killer had been to his house the night before. I want him captured. Now calm down, Trevor. Do you know who it is? No, no, I don't know. But you can find him if you look for him now. I'm not looking for anybody. Just because somebody trespassed on your property doesn't give me license to start a manhunt. That lunatic has slit a pig's throat and put its head in my bed. She your favorite sow, Trevor? Were you kind of sweet on her? You son of a... Just like you to sit here and do nothing. Look, Trevor, I can't be checking pig pens and chicken coops every time some animal's slaughtered. Do whatever you want, but find that bastard who scared the hell out of my wife. That's what we pay you for. Now look, mister. You come into my office smelling like them hogs you hang around with. Wasting my time bitching about some pig who's got his throat slit. Go call somebody who gives a shit. Lots of compassion there, huh? The next clip I have is when a body was found at the local train station and he's being grilled by the railroad company man. Without a doubt, Inspector, the main office of railroad headquarters has every right to request a full report from us. What shape was that body in? Hamburger meat. Maybe she tripped and fell on the wheels of the train. According to the driver of the train, this train did not run over anything. Anything at all. Look, maybe she was drunk or high on something, and at night in the dark she tripped on the tracks and fell under that last car. Look, McIntosh, those cuts were deep and clean. They could not have been caused by the wheels of the train. No way. Inspector, you sure your imagination isn't getting the best of you? <laughs> Look, I assure you, we'll investigate all the possibilities. But for now, in my report, it's going down as an accident. I'll notify you when we get the coroner's report. Let's go, Sam. So, 
we've gotten this far in the movie and we're thinking, wow, this sheriff isn't doing anything. Or is he part of the problem? But actually, and like I say, I was going to ruin this one thing for you. He does start taking this seriously and is investigating on his own. Here's a clip of that. I went by your shop. They told me you were working here today. Oh, how are you, Frank? I'm okay. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right. I guess you heard what happened to Rita Miller last night, huh? Yeah, the milkman kid told me. Broderick, do you have a little something going on with Rita? Rita had your name and number in her phone book. Shit. That dumb bitch loved to cause problems. Just because I slept with her once, she thought she could blackmail me. I paid her her money. hundred dollars. That's right. So I told her not to come around the shop anymore, because my wife was getting suspicious. I never saw her again, and I'm sorry about her accident. That's the thing, Broderick. You see, it wasn't an accident. Found bloodstains all over the ticket booth at the railroad station. Rita Miller was hacked to death with a sharp, wide-bladed instrument. Just like the one you got in your hand. I'll be talking to you, brother. Maybe our sheriff isn't quite the fool after all. Anyhow, I, I, I won't go any further down that road because I do think you should... If you like these things, maybe it's worth checking out the movie. Like I say, it's on YouTube. If you have Shudder, it's on Shudder. I highly recommend Shudder for anybody that likes horror movies because they have a ton of good movies. They especially have a bunch of Jallo on there, or Jally on there, the Italian Jallo movies, which are, are my favorite kind of horror movies. But I, I want to talk about our two main male characters in this, our, two main, our heroes, if you want to call them that. And they're pretty unlikable guys. One's a computer geek that just moved to town and he ends up dating the leading lady that I talked about earlier. And the other one is a fumigator who's married to an older lady who's cheating on him and he's cheating on her and there are these subplots going around. But they're, we, they pal around throughout the movie and the movie kind of revolves around their annex and then the killer killing people and then kind of going back to these two main characters. And, and when I say they're unlikable, or at least not the most likable people, here, I'll let you listen to this little clip of them as they're driving to a bar to investigate a smell. And of course, knowing the kind of movie this is, you know what they found when they look for the smell. But but here, listen to the two of them and their pickup on the way to the bar. About used to anything by now. Good, and let's go to Coogie's bar. What, again? Yeah, Mike called last night, said there's some smell everywhere. So I wonder what that guy they've got working in the kitchen, he smells like a sewer. Yeah, with that gorgeous blonde behind the bar. What, what was her name? Was it Teresa? No, no, it's uh, Maria. She's she was gone. Great. Yeah, she was great. That Maria. I got this one. Ready? Maria. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Maria, 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 Maria. Are you a so sweeter? Are you a so sweeter? I like to play, play, play with your teeter. Play with your teeter. You just warm right up to these guys, right? Anyhow, it uh, well, like I say, if you like B exploitation movies, you'll eat all this stuff up. If you're not, then there's a wrong movie for you. The last thing I'm going to play is a song. <laughs> it's this, so the the one guy, who, the fumigator, who's cheating on his wife and all that stuff. 
So he's out with the sister of the, of the lead actress. And, and he's got her out on a boat, and they're out driving around the lake on the, on the speedboat. And they play this song, and the song is all about the killings. The song's in the background. It's not actually the characters listening to the song. But the song in the background is about the killings in the movie. It's, it's just totally on the nose. It's funny as heck. Here, I'll, I'll play a, a you know, verse from that song. All in all, this is actually a pretty tame movie. You, you do see two animals that have been killed, and you know there's there's some some graphic axing of people, or you know people killed by the axe. But overall, it's a, a pretty tame movie. You know, there's no nudity. There's not really any real sexual tension. I mean, a lot of these movies. You know, I mentioned Franco, and I mentioned um, Nashi. You, you know, go check their movies out if if you want something a lot harder core. Um, but I, I, I will do one more callback to my favorite Spanish-American production. Actually, I don't know if this was Spanish-American or just Spanish. I think it was Spanish-American production. But Pieces from 1982. Pieces is one of my all-time favorite movies. Christopher George, Linda Day George. Again, Jack Taylor's in Pieces. Uh, just a great, great movie. Now, Pieces has nudity, has some sexual situations, and it's just bonkers. I, I think I've talked about Pieces before, and this isn't a review of Pieces, but um, you can actually, if you're a Pieces fan, they've got a jigsaw puzzle, like the one in the movie, <laughs> you can buy. Um, but yeah, if, if this is too tame for you, go go watch Pieces. And again, you can probably find it on the internet. I know you can find it on Shudder. I'm pretty sure it's still on Shudder. But yeah, Pieces is the other Spanish... American horror movie I highly recommend. There, there are other Spanish movies, horror movies, that are great movies, though. Um, if you want a little bit tamer, again, than the, the Nashi Franco-type films, then look for the Blind Dead movies. The, the Blind Dead saga, you know, John Allen Large is familiar with those. We've talked about them before. Um, that's from the 70s, so, so they're tamer. But those, you have these great, they're supposed to be dead Templar knights, but basically they're rogue skeletons with swords riding these undead mounts. And, it, and they move really slowly, but the, the, the creatures in the Blind Dead movies are super um, freaky. They're very well done. And they, um, they, they have this cool thing in the early movies that they kind of drop in later ones, where, of course, they can't see. They don't have eyes or skeletons. They can hear apparently, so I want to say they they in the first movie they can hear you breathing. So when people like cover their mouths and stop breathing, they they can't find them. But when they start breathing again, they they look they can kind of home in on that. So yeah, the Blind Dead trilogy is wonderful. But I'm getting off topic. Edge of the Axe, I do recommend. I've got it on DVD. Do recommend or Blu-ray. Um, I do recommend it. Like I say, ch check it out on YouTube if you like these kind of movies. And if you don't like these movies, I'm kind of wondering why you're listening to me talk about it for 17 minutes. But I'm glad you are. So that 
is the end of this review, and I'll catch you all next time. Take care. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Well, maybe it's your auntie or a joke about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more, bring on the gold. Well, the butcher is a dustman and your moil is quite a tipper, and I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper. Don't look away. stupid games that you play you know you're gonna get in trouble and you're gonna have microchips for brains Gerald have fun tonight safe sex